Hello there and welcome to the CWIB podcast show. If you haven't already heard, we've launched our very own CWIB free app, full to the brim with information, encouragement and godly support for you and your business. To download the app, head over to the Apple App Store or Google Play and search Christian Women in Business or head over to the show notes for the direct link. Don't forget, if you love the app, please give us a review. Keep being awesome. Good day and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It's so great to have you listening today. Today is going to feel like a very weird podcast for me to record because I'm recording to someone that's got something very familiar <laughs> to me in, in a number of different ways than one. Yes, it's just very, very bizarre because when you have something that's so unique and then you suddenly find someone that has the same uniqueness as you, it kind of freaks you out a bit. <laughs> um, today on the show, we have a wonderful, successful entrepreneur. This beautiful lady has been an entrepreneur for almost 10 years. Um, she's a passionate believer in the power of entrepreneurial business um, to fund the local church. She lives in Newcastle, the UK with her husband and their half dog cat, Jeremy. She is an active <laughs> member of her home church in, in um, Hillsong, Newcastle. And her favorite thing to do on the weekend, apart from building her local church, is teaching her dog cat, Jeremy, how to do tricks. And I think he's mastered five now. Yeah, <laughs> I said, honestly, I don't know what, um, we think we've created a new breed of cat because he, he just acts like a dog, we don't know, but he's, he's highly entertaining and <laughs> we absolutely love him. And so I would love to introduce you to SJ. Hey, another SJ. <laughs> it's all going to get very confusing. <laughs> no, we don't share the last name, so that's okay but this is Sarah Jane Ethan so but it's still it's just weird man <laughs> I know it's it's weird for me to get around my head around calling you SJ because I've never known anybody called SJ but look God has brought us together two SJs <laughs> <laughs> and we're both from the UK which is great it means I, I understand you and you understand me sorry although for you, had the, you had yes but you had the sense to escape to some sunshine whereas I'm still in the cold cold north of the UK <laughs> And it's amazing how easily you adapt to the warmth as well. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Within under 20 starts to feel freezing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank it you. It is Sarah. so great to have someone from the UK on the podcast. I know there's, um, there's a couple of members um, in our community that have got some English background or who are English. So I know they're just as excited as I am. To, to hear be, a British accent. Yes. On <laughs> the Australian podcast show that is marginally listened to by Americans. So sorry, everyone from the USA, you're not going to listen to the word that we're saying. <laughs> oh, this is good. So can you tell us a little bit about your story um, and how you got to where you are today? Oh, absolutely. I've taken quite a scenic route to get to where I am. Um, it's been such an interesting journey. I mean, when I was a child, I always thought I wanted to be a midwife on the African mission field. I just thought I pictured myself on a little bicycle going from village to village. And, and I thought 
in my mind, I thought that's what it meant to be in ministry and to be on mission. And it's been so interesting to do this journey of actually building businesses and realizing I'm good at it. I had no idea that I could do this. And actually I can and realizing there's a, there's a mission and a ministry in building business, not only in adding value to your community and improving the lives of your customers, but also in the finance that you're able to generate through business that you can then use to build your local church. And we're very passionate passionate about building the local church because that's very much a biblical command that we've been given to do so my husband and I work on our businesses together and it's just it's it's so exciting and I never dreamt that it would be this thrilling or feel this um this much of a challenge and feel like we're in the right place where God wants us to be so my very first business that I ever started was singing lessons because I was a trained singer, I was touring the country um, in arenas and large events, opera houses and Grand Prix and, and all kinds of things. And I couldn't find anybody in my local area who was teaching this, the singing system that I had learned, which had transformed my voice. So my mum suggested, well, why don't you teach it? And that was the first time I'd ever thought maybe I could run a business. I had I'd never considered that before. And, and it's this idea that there was, there was a need in my local community and I could either carry on complaining about the fact that nobody was meeting my need. I wanted a singing teacher who could continue my training or actually I could be the one to step up and start meeting the needs in, in that community. So that was, I mean, I didn't even know how to play the piano. So I, I started trying to learn how to play all these intensive scales that I needed. I did a lot of training myself, how to become a vocal coach, how to, to listen to other people's voices and to get the same improvement with their voice that I'd seen with my own. I had zero money. I just, so I bought what I could afford, which was a five pound secondhand broken keyboard. Then the only sound it would play was the trumpets and I balanced it on an ironing board. And that's how I started my first business. <laughs> and I love the verse in the Bible about don't despise the day of small beginnings. That was my day of small beginnings. Five pound broken keyboard on an ironing board. <laughs> but actually within a very short space of time I was charging more than twice what the other coaches in the area were charging I had a hundred people on a waiting list so the business grew extremely fast much better than I ever thought that it could and it turned out I was a good teacher and I had no idea and I loved helping people um but we were then faced with the the problem of needing to buy our first home and we were newly married at this point and and it's very difficult to, if you know anything about the UK, all the houses are squished in very tight. So you, yes. you're quite limited and the house prices are very high because um, land is, is such a commodity. So we, I had clients coming to the house. Now that means that I need a house that is, that is presentable. I can't need a, I can't buy a house that needs renovating. It needs to be, have a, a at least semi-detached or a room that isn't attached to anybody else's house which in the UK comes at a premium yeah, needs to be close absolutely. to transport links you know and it was just shooting way out of our budget for our very first home <laughs> that we're buying so my husband was a wedding photographer at the time and so and he had more work than he could do so we said well what about if you train me to do your excess work and that means I've got a job that doesn't require clients to come to the house I can go out to my clients instead so it was purely a business decision to close my singing lesson business and to start 
doing wedding photography and I went to the first wedding with him to photograph it and I was like oh I love this <laughs> it just everything clicked all my create because what I loved about singing because it had been quite a few years since I'd been singing at that point I love the creative storytelling and that's what I loved about singing and I suddenly realized I could do that through photography as well I could tell an emotion an emotive story in the picture that I take and that I absolutely love it and I, I think we were talking earlier about loving colors and I just love colors and and the way that a picture can make you feel is really exciting for me and also drawing out somebody's natural beauty I love taking a picture of someone when they're laughing like really belly laughing and they just radiate this beauty that you don't see in people when they're putting on their photo face and <laughs> and and being aware that there's a camera there and that that for example I had a a, a mother of a bride and I think she was maybe self-conscious about her teeth because she every time she was clocking me wherever I was as I was photographing this wedding and she, as soon as she saw, saw me she would stop smiling and she'd close her mouth and she'd go very serious and I thought I think maybe she's she's thinking that she's got a problem with her teeth or she doesn't like the, the way her face looks when she laughs but when I saw her laugh she looked so beautiful and I just wanted to it became like my little mission for the day I've got to get a picture of her when she's not aware that I'm there which was quite a challenge because I wanted her to see how beautiful she is when she's relaxed and she's laughing and so I managed to get that golden picture of her with just really laughing and she looks so radiant and so beautiful and she, she then made that picture in to her profile picture on Facebook oh, wow. so I assume that 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 picture helped her to see that she had nothing to be self-conscious about that she was really beautiful when she laughed and that feeling is just it's such a great feeling to know that you can actually you can lift somebody up you can boost their confidence by taking a good picture of them and so yeah. I absolutely love that side of my my business so that became my full-time business um, now again the photography market is extremely oversaturated with photographers because cameras are very easily accessible and so I had no idea that you could even earn a decent salary from photography but my within six months I was full-time I put a much higher price on my website for photographing weddings around Europe and I purely did that as an anchor point because if if somebody sees a higher number that becomes the value anchor point in their mind that they think that this is how much this product is worth then when they see a lower price that then that, that's the comparison they've got so I put this higher price for European weddings so that my UK price would look more appealing would look better value for money and I said to my husband no one is ever going to pay this because it was like double my UK price no one is ever going to pay this <laughs> for me and uh, with I think was it within within six months or within a year I had bookings in in Europe and and now that's just become a regular part of my job I'm regularly around Europe photographing weddings and that's that took awesome. me totally to be honest I thought I I think they're booking I think they think they're booking somebody else like I honestly thought they've made a mistake because they're paying so much money for me and I don't know that I'm that good <laughs> and I'm turning up to the wedding thinking I think this has all been a big misunderstanding like, I, I don't think I'm meant to be here but I take the pictures and I give them the pictures and they're happy with them and I thought oh so you did mean to hire me then oh that, that's good that's good <laughs> So suddenly I now need a different value anchor point. So I put a worldwide price on my website, which was double again. And I said to my husband, no one is ever going to pay this for me. And then I said, well, actually never say never, because that's what I said about the European price. And within six months, I'd booked Mexico and then at Mauritius. And it just, I had... 
it's taken me completely by surprise that I always think this is how far I can go with my business. But because I just kind of, I opened the door to possibility and God just takes it so much further than I could ever dreamt that it would go. And so I then had a lot of photographers coming to me saying, how are you booking so many clients? How are you booking such amazing clients? How are you charging as much as you are? So I was doing a lot of one-to-one -one just helping photographers that I saw as really good photographers. I felt like you deserve to have a lot of work. You deserve to have people banging your door down because you're really good. And so it was my pleasure to, to help them to actually start getting the clients that they needed. And so actually that has evolved into an online academy that me and my husband run to teach photographers the business side of running a photography business because a lot of photographers are creative people they take a picture and then hope that somebody buys it and sadly it doesn't really work like that and so it's all the technical things of running a business that can be so draining and soul destroying for somebody who's purely creative all the branding and marketing and networking and managing client expectations and and that can just feel life-sucking to someone who's creative so we've actually just created a system and an academy to to train photographers actually how how you run those nitty-gritty bits of your business so again that was a real step of faith we had no idea how is this going to work so we launched our first academy industry numbers based on the kind of interest that people had shown and uh, we should have had maybe 10 to 40 people we had 52 people who came on our first academy from seven different countries so it was just again way above and beyond what we could have imagined and, and so we're actually in the process now of making even more changes to our businesses now and, and starting some new ones as well I mean there's never a dull moment in our house SJ there's always some, <laughs> there's always some project going on or another business idea <laughs> but we're like, oh, we just love creating stuff so we're in the process now of, of starting new businesses and developing the businesses that we've got, which feels scary all over again. And that's healthy. I think it's so healthy to be in a place where you feel scared because that means that you rely on God and, and you start exercising your faith muscle and building your faith muscle. Um, but what I do know is that it's all what God has done in and through our lives has always been bigger and better than what we could have dreamt that it would be. And isn't that what it says in the Bible as well, that he's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And that's definitely been our story. It's hard. Like, don't, don't think that we, you know, we just swan through on this cloud of faith and everything's easy for us. There's been a lot of tears, a lot of stress, a lot of embarrassment. We've been scammed. We've been robbed. We've built so many websites that didn't turn up into anything you know in a lot of doubting a lot of second guessing and you know it is really really hard to do that but I, I had a verse that I, I love in the bible which is from 1 Thessalonians and it says your work produced by faith your labor motivated by love and your endurance inspired by hope and I love that that we are committed to producing work that is a product of faith and not a product of fear. Every time we feel like we're in a crossroads and we think, right, this is the easy option that we can do in our own strength, or this is the scary option that we really need God's help. You know, we can't do this purely on our own. We need God to do something miraculous here. And we, we kind of have committed as a couple to always choose the scary option because that's the option that requires faith. And God loves faith. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. So we always choose the option that means that we're going to have to exercise more faith but then it's it goes on to say your labor motivated by love and I just love the reality that it's a labor you have to really labor for it and just like the farmers of old the bible uses a lot of analogies of farming you know you have to
have to go through the seasons. There's the season of winter where you, you can't really do a lot and everything looks like it's dead and not going anywhere. And you go through the spring and you think, I think something's growing, but I don't, yeah. like, I don't know what it's going to grow into. And, and, and the patience and the endurance that has to go with, with building a business through those seasons, actually it gives you the chance to not only learn what it means to have faith and to rest in God and to trust in God, it also helps you to to discover what your motivation is for laboring and it says your labor motivated by love do you know what is the love that's driving your business for for me it's it's adding value to those to those around me improving the lives of my clients but also building my local church being able to finance my local church through our businesses and that is my labor motivated by love so i i i want to I want to live a big life. I want to earn more than I need so that I'm able to give to those that, that need as well. And so that's my labor motivated by love and endurance inspired by hope. Because <laughs> you just got to keep going. Do you know, on those days you think, what am I doing? Like, I don't even know what to do at this. I, I feel like everything's crumbling around me. But your endurance inspired by hope that actually God's able to do something amazing in and through your life. And I'm very aware that I am talking and talking. Like, once you get me started, SJ, on this topic... <laughs> I am so excited about it. I can't stop. That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry. It's been a wonderful story to listen to, and you've got such a passion and like a bubbly presence that it's contagious. So don't say sorry. It's all good. <laughs> so all of that put together, what are five your five top tips on your craft? Is something was if someone something if someone was thinking about maybe starting the same business as you or um, I know you've just bought out a book so do you have like advice that is for photographers but also can be implemented for everyone else share your goodness <laughs> oh thank you Sarah yes yeah, so I've actually you know like I said there's never a dull moment in our house so I've actually just published a book called the business of blessing the biblical blueprint for a god abundant business and my passion behind that was to I believe that the church is full of Christians who have entrepreneurial potential but have never thought to try or or are too afraid to try to step out into the realm of self-employment and building their own business and actually turning their, their specific skill set into a product of value or a service of value that can improve the lives of their customers. Um, and so I feel very excited at the thought that of, of encouraging Christians to do this, releasing uh, you know, a new wave of entrepreneurship throughout the church. I believe that's part of the financial future of the church is Christians being equipped and unafraid to earn a lot of money through business and actually having a purpose with their business and the money that they're generating. And so that's the, the basis of the book is the, it's the spiritual kind of kick up the bum, kind of step out in faith. Um, and, but then a lot of the strategy, actually, how you create a business, how do you get your first business idea? How do you build a, a, a marketing network? How do you know whether your, your product is going to be profitable? All those things. So what I've done is I've written down five things that apply to photography businesses, but have applied to our other businesses. As I said, I've done a service-based industry, which was singing lessons. I've done a product-based, which is photography and we've got an online education business as well so this this applies to any business so the first thing I would say is that you must have a market edge and by market edge I mean 
your pro you need to know why your product is different from other products that are available on the market just because your product looks like take it, photography for example i'm photographing weddings and there's another photographer who's photographing weddings but that's not the end of the story you're not just getting photographs of your wedding you're you're getting me you're getting me as your photographer and there's only one of me so i i'm the only one who can produce the experience that i give to my clients i'm the only one who creatively interprets the world in the way that i do and and produces the pictures that i do with the with the unique kind of colors and flair and emotion because there's only one of me so it's actually how you communicate that to a customer that your business may it may look like it serves a functional purpose just like all the other businesses that are doing the same thing but actually your business is unique because you are unique and what makes it unique why is your product unique why is your service unique why should somebody book you over somebody else now that takes that takes time you know and a lot of kind of soul searching to really work out what is it that makes your product stand out from other people's but that is the bit that will get people excited because you if, if it's different that's what gets people's attention and that's what gets them excited to book with you that's the first thing is is deciding what your market edge is going to be what makes your product different the second thing is creating a sales funnel now sales funnels is a funny word it's just basically like a modern term for describing a sales process and so a sales process is how you take somebody from the position of not knowing anything about your business, how you take them through the process of understanding what your company offers, what your business and your service, what your product and your service offers, how, how, they, what, how they know that they can trust you, your professionalism, take them through the booking process and, and actually through to completion where they're going to receive your product or they're going to receive your service. And actually that's like, the more you can make that a really defined process, the more your customer will feel confident in that process and will therefore more confidently give you their money because that's a scary thing to give money to a company that you've never given money to before so what i did in my book was i actually sat down and thought now what is it that i do with people because i just kind of instinctively do this and so i came up with uh, what i what i've called the 12 step sales process which is just how you take somebody from the first stage, which is just awareness, you need people to be aware that your business exists. It doesn't matter if you've got a great website and, and social media accounts, if no one's actually finding you, if no one knows that your business is there. So the first step is actually creating awareness of your business right through to actually they're ready to book and how you take them through that, that process of just reiterating what it is that you do, giving them reassurances that you understand what it is that they're looking for and that they're going to get value for money with you and, and kind of road mapping for them what the next steps are going to look like so that they feel really confident. They feel like you're taking them by the hand and leading them through that process so they can just relax. So that's the second one is creating a sales funnel. And the more you can automate that sales funnel so that you're not actually having to do it. If you can get your website working for you, get pre-prepared email templates, just things that actually save you time. The stuff that you would be saying to people over and over and over again, see if you can automate that, put that into a video, anything that actually means that you're freeing up your evenings and your weekends. The third one um, is we're getting a little bit more um, onto the emotional side now, persistence. That is just, <laughs> my husband has this phrase and I love it. He says, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And I love that because it just, when, when it gets hard and you just think, I don't feel like I'm ever going to make it. I don't know what the next step is now. And you just want to give up. That's the moment where I say to myself, this is the point where most people give up. And this is because it's hard. And 
but I'm going to be the one that keeps going. I'm going to be the one that finds a way to make this work. And therefore I'll be one of the ones that makes this work. Because if, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. The market would be completely saturated and there'd be no room for you. You couldn't build your business, but there is room for you in the market. And it's because most people will drop out because it's hard and they don't really want the hassle. <laughs> if, you're, if you're the one that's like committed, no, I'm going to find a way through here with God, you know, with my community, I'm going to keep brainstorming. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep testing. I'm going to be open to the process of trial and error. And actually I'm going to find a way to make this work. Um, that's probably one of the most important things for quality for an entrepreneur to have in their businesses. Persistence, just, just keep going trial and error. The fourth one is purpose. Actually, keep reminding yourself what is the purpose of your business if your purpose of your business is to spend more time with your family for example then don't be working every hour under the sun desperately trying to make your business work and actually ending up with no life at all because that's not why you set out to to build your business if your business is to create more time with your family then set very firm working hours those are the hours that you work and you put your business away in the evening, put your to-do list down and you trust God. I love the verse in the Bible that says that we can lie down in peace because God looks after us, you know, and it's just that idea. It's okay to put your business down on an evening, on a weekend for a holiday. Um, and actually just trust that you're, you're not putting it down for it to fail. You're putting it into the hands of your loving father and he wants the best for you. So you can trust him when you lie down to sleep or when you lie down to rest or spend time with your family, trust God to, to keep your business for you until you can go back to it the next day. Also things like generosity. If you, for, for my husband and myself, a big purpose of our business is so that we can be generous. We want to live big, generous lives. And so we need money to be generous with. And so it's keep reminding ourselves, this is the purpose of our business. And God wants us to be generous. Therefore, why wouldn't he want our business to flourish? And so that gives me confidence in times when I doubt my business. I think, no, God wants us to prosper because he wants us to be generous and we want to be generous. So that gives me hope. And the fifth one, I don't know whether you've mentioned, uh, ever chatted about this on your podcast, before but it is such an important thing that I feel like makes such a difference to business and that is tithing which the bible describes as a 10% to into the into the house of god um and so we we've always tithed our 10% in the very early days that was very painful very painful for us because we were newly married we we literally had no money i mean i couldn't even afford the bus fare to go into lunch to have uh, into town to have lunch with my friend we were just we were so poor and we were starting our new business and I was starting my singing lessons business people were paying me in cash and so this was a very this was a very practical reality paying a tenth because I'm sitting there with cash in my hand and I need this cash like I really need it and yet I'm actually physically having to take 10% out and and putting that aside is my declaration not only of gratitude acknowledging that God has given me everything that I have like the only reason I have money in my hands is because he's given it to me but also my declaration of faith that I'm not reliant on money the amount of money that I have in my bank account does not determine God's faithfulness to me or his provision to me or how well what my retirement's going to look like or, or any of those things I'm money is not the determining factor to that and I know God's character I know that he loves me I know he's going to look after me so I'm putting that money aside and giving it back to God to declare that I'm not relying on money I'm relying on him um, and that's been just a, a principle that we've we've held throughout our whole married life and we've seen God provide 
again and again and again in the most amazing and creative ways because he's not bound by the laws of nature and the, and the way that we think we think things should work and he just he provides in the most creative ways because he's a creative god and it's exciting to see the ways that he provides and so tithing is is the step of faith even if you feel like i don't feel like i can give this money you give it declaring that you believe god is big enough to give you to not only give you that money back and more or to just look after your needs. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get, you put 10% in and then God gives you that exact amount back or gives you double back or anything. It, it doesn't work like that. It's, it's that you're declaring that God will look after you. And we've found that when you do that, when you declare that God is your provider, not money, I don't know, doors of opportunity open that they wouldn't have opened before. Elderly appliances keep going when they should have broken. Cars just seem to go endlessly and never break. And, and it just becomes this ease and a blessing on your whole life. It's not about a monetary value, but just about you, are, you, you kind of open this door for an ease in your life and a blessing and an abundance that goes beyond money that actually you might have missed out on if you were clinging on to the, onto the little bit of money that you had. So I don't know if that all makes sense. Those are my kind of five things that came to mind. <laughs> That's great. So just to recap, we've got, you must have um, a great market edge. So yeah. know why you're different to all the other businesses on the market. What makes you you and why you should someone use you instead of someone else so it's about learning your own uniqueness and playing on that number two is create great sales funnels so how would you like to take someone from not knowing anything about you to trusting you and wanting to buy from you and handing over their hard-earned cash yeah. <laughs> number three <laughs> is persistence so keep going when everyone else gives up basically yeah. <laughs> the hard days uh the really hard days not being I guess if you can make it to the end when everyone else gives up, you'll make it. <laughs> purpose Absolutely. is number four. Keep reminding yourself of what your purpose is. Know what your purpose is because it will bring you to freedom and trust that God will look after your business while you spend your time with your family. And then number Absolutely. five was tithing. So what is the amount you'd like to give to a charity or mission of your choice and pop that aside and giving thanks to God through that. So how do you then thank you for sharing all those by the way oh, how welcome. do you incorporate god into your business i think in a lot of ways i like to i, I believe when jesus said about uh, treat others as you wish to be treated and i feel that that's that permeates through my whole business that i'm always thinking if i was if i was this customer how would i want to be spoken to how would i want to be treated even when we're going through the sales process with them i i want to do that with compassion with respect with patience you know, and knowing that actually if i'm not the right company for them if i'm not the right product or service for them i'm happy for them to go elsewhere um and that that i see is the dichotomy of, of biblical business that actually if you want to have more sales you actually have to be prepared to let them go and that's definitely something that I've I've seen work um, particularly when I worked in car insurance when I was before I did my gap year after school I I worked in car insurance that's a very high pressured sales environment and I was under a lot of pressure to trick and pressure and coerce customers into buying the product um, from me which I was obviously not happy with at all and so I just 
I just always made a, a decision that I wasn't going to do that. I, if I knew that we weren't the right product for them, I would say, I don't think this is the right product for you. I recommend <laughs> go, go, you know, shopping around a bit more, which obviously did not make me very popular with my, with my supervisors or with my coworkers. But at the same time, I was selling four to five times more than anybody else in my team. I was one of the highest sellers on our floor. There was 200 people on our floor and there was four floors in this, in this company. And I was meeting people in the cafeteria and they're saying, Oh, SJ, are you that girl on the fourth floor who sells all those policies? You know, I'm getting a reputation in the company of being one of their best sellers. And yet I wasn't using any of their tricks or techniques to try and coerce, you know, somebody into buying. I genuinely wanted what was best for that customer. And I think that creates not only trust with the people that you're talking to, but I believe that brings blessing on on your business and whatever that whatever you're doing. And so that's definitely been a principle that I've have taken through all my businesses is just being content that my customer isn't the solution to my financial needs. God is my provider. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to present my product as best I can, what, what it offers and the value that it offers. And if it's not right for that customer, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to feel stressed. I'm not going to feel worried because God is my provider. I don't need their money. I only need God and I've already got him. So, and I, and I don't know whether, you know, I feel like that has actually brought success in my businesses because of that, those early experiences with car sales. So I feel that that's, but there's a lot of what you see in the Bible. If you want to gain your life, you need to lose it. You know, the first will be last. There's a lot of dichotomy in the Bible. And so I feel that actually that applies to business too. <laughs> That's awesome. And earlier on, you mentioned a Bible verse. I'm not sure if this is going to answer this next question or not. So what's your Bible verse for this season and why? Oh, SJ, I've got so many Bible verses. I'm quite glad I got a couple in early. So then I, I feel like I get a cheeky third free one here. So I'm going to share a different one, which I absolutely okay. love. And I hope this will really, really encourage people. So this is from Jeremiah 17, verse five to eight. And it said, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like the bush in the wasteland. They'll not see prosperity when it comes. They'll dwell in the parched places of the desert, in the salt lands where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worry in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And I just love that one because that, to me, and that sums up, how I feel that as Christians, we should be approaching business that yes, we're trying to build successful businesses, but we're not relying on our customers to meet our financial needs. We're not relying on the money that's in our bank account that somebody else has given us because actually that's trusting in man. That's drawing strength from mere flesh and there's no blessing. And there's actually just a curse there. And it says that you'll, we'll live in the desert place and we won't see prosperity when it comes, when you're always focused on on the things that you need and worrying whether you're going to get get it from people from your customers but actually you can't even see the blessings that are around you you'll miss it and so you'll live this desert experience where you never feel like you've you've got enough you never feel like you've made it to where you you feel like you want to be but actually this blessing when we trust in God 
when when we've got our confidence in him and that's when we're, we're like this tree planted by the stream I love that it says it has no fear when the heat comes it has no worry in the year of drought you know its leaves are always green it's always producing fruit because we're drawing our confidence and our hope and our joy from a from a much deeper source than the circumstances around us or where we feel like our business is at that point and that's where I think true joy and peace and happiness is in running a business as a Christian business owner that's awesome good on you for sharing that (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) it's been an absolute pleasure to um to hear all of your wonderful points and just the beautiful story that you've been taking on throughout your business journey and um, I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't hear about your dog cat in any of oh. the story. Jerry, he's called Jeremy as well. What kind of name is that for a cat? Which is kind of why we chose it because it's really inappropriate. Yeah. It makes yeah. us laugh. <laughs> and he is, he's amazing. <laughs> I might have to get you to send you a, uh, send us a picture of Jeremy the dog cat so we can see him oh. in action and pop it on the show notes for people to have a chuckle at. <laughs> I will definitely, we've got a lot of very funny ones because if you've got an entertaining cat and two photographers, I mean, he must be one of the most photographed cats in the world. Does he have his own Instagram account? It has crossed my mind actually because he he does a lot of very funny things that we take pictures of. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure to interview you. Would you mind sharing with us where our listeners can find you. Oh, amazing. Thank you. So if, if you're interested in the book, which is The Business of Blessing, The Biblical Blueprint for a God Abundant Business, that's available on, on any Amazon site. So you just go to your national Amazon site and search Sarah Jane Ethan and The Business of Blessing book will come up then. You can, I've also got the website businessofblessing.com and on the businessofblessing.com there's also a free study guide to go with the book and also a 12-page business plan template, which is not only suitable for those starting a business, but also those who are in a business that feel like it's not progressing in the way that they wanted or they really wanted to take it to the next level the business plan template will also help um, go through that as well how you how you make that plan for moving forward and also aware you mentioned that there's um, a, a lot of photographers who watch this podcast too so if any uh, photographers are out there and really stressed with their business and just really wanting to find the right clients who have got the right budget who are connecting with their particular art that they're creating then our business academy is wolf island so it's wolf-island.com wolf-island.com and it's also on facebook um, as well and the business of blessing is also on facebook too um, so please come and find me and i look forward to chatting to you <laughs> that's awesome now was that wolf as in the dog wolf ah good question so it's wolf with an e on the end w-o-l-f-e wolf island i don't know why my husband came up with it one day he just imagined it i said oh that sounds good that sounds kind of you know wild and exciting and you know an adventure and like i thought that sounds like a good name turns out it's actually a place in canada i had no idea so every now and then our facebook gets tagged in people saying i've just been to wolf island (laughs) and we get tagged in it so yeah so it's actually a place but i think i believe it's quite flat and quite um, there's not really a lot going on there so I think our wolf island is a lot more exciting it's mountains <laughs> and trees and <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so fun that's awesome cool well thank you so much for sharing your awesomeness and being such a blessing for us to listen to today listeners if you do have any questions that you'd like to pass on to I still can't get used to it I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, send them in 
we can pass them on or contact SJ direct. Um, she'd love, love and love to hear from you. And yeah. are you still singing? No, not very much in the shower, you know, yeah. as you do. But other than that, no, <laughs> I, it surprised me that I don't miss it. But I think it's because the creative side of things I get from the photography now and also building businesses. I feel like it's so creative, creative. and I, I just yeah. love it. Yeah. It's the, it's the creating something out of nothing and, and putting life to it. You know, that, that's the exciting thing. And so, yeah, I don't actually miss it, which is surprising. It's a big part of my life for a long time. <laughs> that's fun. That's cool. I was going to say, give us a little whirl, but if you're not doing <laughs> it for a while, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> that's cool. You're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We'll catch you next week. Hello there and welcome to the CWIB podcast show. If you haven't already heard, we've launched our very own CWIB free app full to the brim with information, encouragement and godly support for you and your business. To download the app, head over to the Apple App Store or Google Play and search Christian Women in Business. Or head over to the show notes for the direct link. Don't forget, if you love the app, please give us a review. Keep being awesome.